Turn up the radio and sing along. It's time for another great song. This is the Great Song Podcast. Seasons greetings and welcome once again to the Great Song Podcast. I'm Rob Alley. I am J.P. Mosier. And we're here to celebrate the greatest songs in modern music history. We're going to tell you what makes them great, why we think they're awesome, and why you should too. J.P., how you doing today, man? Man, I'm doing fantastic. We're covering a song from 1995, Woo. and I listened to this album all the way over here, and I'm going to tell you, <laughs> I, I got in my feels. I got back in 8th grade J.P., so this is 8th ah. grade J.P., and it couldn't have timed out more perfect as I was coming down. If you're coming from Nashville to, we'll just say, the greater Chattanooga area, sure, yeah. you're going to come past a lot of truck ramps. Yeah. If those of y'all that don't know what truck ramps are, they're for transfer trucks when they're going too fast or coming around curves that they can pull over off to the side. Let's picture that you're on an eighth grade baseball team, eighth, ninth grade with some high school, and you, it's probably, this probably rolled over into the ninth grade because it's a high school team, but same era. And all of a sudden, you start chanting to your bus driver, truck ramp, truck Are ramp. Are you serious? Truck ramp. And he's like, no, no. And then it just gets crazy loud. Truck ramp, truck ramp, truck ramp. 15 passenger van in the truck no ramp. No way. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then for like three seconds, that guy was the coolest guy ever. Wow. And then there we were. Were you stuck? We were there. So and then we had to get we had to get pulled out. Oh man! And, oh, it was the moment of that guy's like, "Yeah, I'm the greatest." <laughs> and then he's like, "This is the dumbest thing I've ever done." So that is the that couldn't have timed out more perfect. That's 1995 to 1996 wow. JP memory. And the album we're talking about today, the song we're talking about today, is "Always Be My Baby" from Mariah Carey from the Daydream album. And that was probably on my discman coming around the truck ramp. Uh, I uh, we'll talk a little bit about how much I love this album, which may lose me some major man points. But no, that's I do. all right. I'm all about this album. Mariah Carey's hot, and this is so cool. So here we go. We're going to talk about it. Here we so. go. Back to eighth grade, everyone. Here we go. To eighth grade with you. <laughs> Gotta love some keyboard acoustic guitar. <laughs> Truck ramp. <laughs> That's an amazing story, dude. <laughs> Y'all better have your hands up right yep. now. This is one of the all-time like shoop doody doop kind of oh, moments. Yeah, this is a cl- like. Shoulda doop doop and doot 'em.
Come on. Goodness gracious. That... I got my denim shirt all tied up. I'm not even lying. <laughs> yeah. I'm just embracing Dude. the denim right now. I was riding around on a tire swing. Oh, man. We're going to talk about it. It's good Incredible. stuff. Good Incredible. stuff. It's a very, I have to use like a tractor tire. <laughs> I'm pushing with all I got. Swinging over the water. Big old tire, man. (laughs) Big tire with chains. No ropes. I don't trust the ropes. I use the chains. That's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Always Be My Baby by Mariah Carey from the 1996 album Daydream. Excuse me, 1995? 95, according to the back of the liner sleeve. Okay. Here. Um, You know, I had another question about that now that I'm looking at it. Um, it's 95 from New Jersey. Yeah, okay. 95 album Daydream. I think there's discrepancies with this online. There's um, also discrepancies on her age. Did you see that? The year she was born? No. Some say 1969. Some t- say 1970. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw 70. I didn't know that there was a... Yeah, interesting. Question. That's funny. If you're going to... Like, I'm not going to She's lying about her age, but like... Lie the other way? Why would you... Yeah. Why would... I don't know. I would I would fudge it by more than a year. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, I like Donald Lewis. But... Right, yeah, exactly. Anyway, okay, so from the 1995, probably, album Daydream, written by Mariah Carey, Manuel Seal, and Jermaine Dupri, uh, it hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100 and Hot R&B songs, uh, top five in just about every other conceivable Billboard chart. This was huge, everywhere, and and Mariah was everywhere. This was like her, I don't, I don't know if this was her peak, but it was when she exploded and there was just Mariah all over the place. Like there was just little Mariah particles all in the air everywhere. <laughs> Me and Mariah. Yeah. Um, it earned her a Grammy nomination for Best Female R&B Vocal, along with Baby by Brandy, I Belong to You by Tony Braxton, The Way That You Love by Vanessa Williams, and they all lost to I Apologize by Anita Baker. Really? Yeah. How about that? I'm not super familiar with that Anita one. Anita Baker coming in hot. I couldn't sing you the song off the top of my head. Um, I don't I don't know. I know some Anita Baker, but not as much as I probably should. Um by the way, anybody who follows the comedian Kev on stage on uh, Instagram and Twitter, he's got a whole thing about Anita Baker. He kind of lost some points uh, in in the culture, if you will, for not knowing enough Anita Baker. So now he went and went the other way. Like he's all he's about like, Anita he's Baker. Like, I know, I know all the Anita Baker. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he makes Anita Baker references all the time. It's That's so, so good. funny. Anyway, uh, this song was number 49 on the Billboard Hot 100 for the entire decade of the 1990s. So of all the, all the Billboard songs of the 90s, this was number 49. Um, it is number 493 on the Billboard all-time 600. Hey! hey we we celebrate. One. We celebrate between Rude by Magic and You, uh, you Don't Bring Me Flowers that's, by Barbara Streisand and Neil Diamond. That's why you gotta be Diamond. so rude. Why you oh, why be... you gotta be so rude? Oh, okay. Yeah. Great song. Cool. I gotta marry him anyway. That yeah. One. That's a great... I love that song, dude. We should do that song sometime. Um, so yeah, between that and You Don't Bring Me Flowers by Barbara Streisand and Neil Diamond. Um, so... Now that we have a song on that chart, now feels like the time to talk about the info that I've received Yay. on the Billboard All Time chart. I Here revealed with our interview with last last interview with Dave that I got some info on it. Um, so I actually reached out to a couple of Billboard executives just to genuinely get some info. By the way, this is not leading up to a joke. This is just I, fact. I don't think, this is true. Okay, um, I didn't I didn't like actually get to Billboard himself, <laughs> but uh, most I reached of the out, stuff we has have a, has a punchline. But this is just yeah, this is no, just this information. Is, this is true. So I just wanted to genuinely get some info on how the chart was compiled, and lo and behold, I got a response. Billboard Associate Director of Charts Gary Trust sent me a message to help explain things. Uh, here's the gist of what he sent. Uh, this is from an article that the day they released the the top 600 list. Here's a here's the gist of what he sent. 
the rankings of the all-time top Hot 100 songs and artists are based on actual performance on the weekly Hot 100 from its 1958 launch through the July 28th date, uh, 20, excuse me, from its August 1958 launch through the July 2018 dated chart. So the first 60 years of the chart. Uh, songs are ranked based on an inverse point system, okay, uh, with weeks at number one earning the greatest value and weeks at n- number 100 earning the least. Okay. Right? So, um, uh, and then due to changes in chart methodology, over the years, eras were are, are weighted differently according uh, to account to chart turnover rates over various periods. So, uh, in other words... Older uh, stuff would rank higher? I, I think older stuff would probably be weighted less because there's less chart turnover, okay. right? Because mm-hmm. there's just more music now than there was yep. then. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So um, that makes so sense. I, I, so I think that's kind of how it goes. So artists are ranked based on the uh, combined point totals, as outlined above, of all their Hot 100 chart entries. So it's sort of like a. Um, that's how the Macarena made it because yes. it's newer. Exactly. Than a lot so of this stuff. L- let's put it into some real world analysis, okay? I did. I, I did too much on this. I almost <laughs> it almost hindered my actual Mariah research because I was looking into this. Uh, so let's put it into real world an- analysis. We have an upcoming episode. Uh, we're going to be talking about Harry Chapin's Cats in the Cradle, and I was researching that at the same time I was researching this, so I kind of juxtaposed those. Uh, so let's let's take a look at it. It went to number one in December 1974. Uh, this is Cats in the Cradle by Harry Chapin, and it lived on the Hot 100 for a total of 19 weeks. Uh, I only have the peak data, so I don't know its exact point total or how the era is weighted, but let's compare it to, I don't know, How You Remind Me by Nickelback, <laughs> which is number 45 on the Billboard all-time chart, Okay. How You Remind Me also peaked at number one, uh, but it was on the chart for a total of 54 weeks over a full year in the top 100. And it was in 2002, which I'm assuming is an era of higher turnover rate than the 70s, meaning its point values for staying on that chart so long were higher than Harry Chapin's were for Cats in the Cradle. And that, friends, is how Nickelback ended up in the top 50 Staying power. of the Billboard all-time yeah. 600, and Cats in the Cradle by Harry Chapin did not end up in that list at all. Wow. So uh, even though it's a legendary song. And we'll touch on that later. And we will. Uh, that said, Mariah Carey owns 11 spots on the Billboard all-time 600. That's almost 2% of the whole list. That's awesome. Is Mariah Carey. That's great. Uh, For some perspective, the Beatles have five songs on the list. The Rolling Stones have three. Billy Joel has two. Coldplay and U2 each have one. And Aretha Franklin is not on the list at all. Wow, and Mariah has 11. And Mariah has 11. That's awesome. She's at number 14 with We Belong Together from 2005. Number 38 with One Sweet Day, 1995 with Boys to Men. Number 199, Love Takes Time, 1990. Number 209, Vision of Love, 1990. Number 263, Fantasy, 1995. Number 335, Emotions, 1991. 348, Dream Lover, 1993. 430, Someday, 1991. 435, Hero, 1993. 493, Always Be My Baby, 1996. 551, I Don't Want to Cry, 1991. That's amazing. Blammo. And that's a great segue into the fact that you mentioned three off of this album. Yes, so huge album. Let's talk about the album for a minute. So I had this, I actually did have this cassette. Thank you, Joel and Crystal Patterson, for loaning it to me. I know I never <laughs> gave it back to you. I still have it, and I still know where it's at you know in what? my bathroom. When you fall in, in love, you keep the cassette. That's, you just keep st- it. It's good stuff. So I, I, I still have it. Um, the first song, Fantasy, we'll play a little of it. Y'all know it. It's another monster hit. Sample yeah, Genius we of Love done by Tom Tom Club. This is awesome. So let's check out a little bit of Fantasy. This is how it kicks off the album. Ooh, 
I never knew this was the first track on the album. That's a great choice. I'll talk about that here in a minute. Like what? And we're back. Head bobbing, yeah. hands waving. There's a little G-Funk for you. Right? You're back your tracks, a little G-Funk. Where's the nearest roller coaster? That's right. Lake Winnipesoka. <laughs> Cannonball. That's our opener. All right. right. And we're going to live on this album for a little bit. Great opener. And, and I wanted to talk to you guys just a little bit about the next song, which I think is the most, one of the most underrated Mariah songs ever. Oh, wow. Nobody out there, even true Mariah fans, probably don't even know this one. It's track two off of it. Never made a hit. It's only called, the real ones. That's right. Only those that had the cassette and couldn't skip the track. <laughs> I ain't hitting that fast forward button. Um, this is called Underneath the Stars. So go ahead and jump to the second verse. Okay. Because... The progression's the same on both verses, but okay. I like the way she ends the verse the second time better. Okay. So this is called Underneath the Stars. This is funky, guys. I love this line. It's smooth jazz for those yeah. of y'all. This is smooth. 90s R&B had its own thing oh, going. Oh, man. Again, listen in headphones. Listen to the bass. Got some smooth, fretless uh, bass happening. Yes, it's nice. Okay, so that's that's underrated Mariah hit, one of yeah. JP's favorites. I'm just I'm not gonna hit every song, but I want to go in order to get to Always Be My Baby because you okay. got to have the build up. Yeah, Always Be My Baby is track five on this. Oh, I don't know why I talked it so fast. Always Be My Baby number five on this. Number three, also on that list, One Sweet Day. Yeah. This has, I mean, we can play a little of it, but there's a spot on this that has one of my favorite dual vocals in any song ever. Oh, For those of y'all that don't know, this song is monster on so many levels because it has Mariah and Boys to Men. Yeah. This is like a song made for JP. So the very first, (laughs) other than it's about death and stuff, but the the first cassette I ever bought, for those of y'all that don't know, is Motown Philly by Boys to Men. And we'll we'll do, we will do, we're going to do a Boys to Men episode. We're going to interview one of them. It's going to happen. So we're going to do a Boys to Men episode. Bring me Sean Stockman. You want Sean? I will t- I'll take Wayne. We'll talk yeah. about it, and we'll just we'll pick one and go. But anyway, um, so this song, we can play a little of it, and then I want you to jump to about 350-ish. Okay. Because it's got one of my favorite dual vocals sung at the same time. So mm-hmm. play a little of it at the beginning so they know what song we're talking about. Okay. This right here, eventually. That's me. That's good stuff, man. One sweet day. So that was all over VH1, too. Yeah, dude. That was huge. 
Um, Damn. So there's that. Then the track before Always Be My Baby is a Journey cover, yeah. which is a ama- And this is, it's like, what? Did you make this for JP? Because right. I am a huge Journey fan. Those of you that know me a lot. And this is like, I'm just discovering Journey. You know, I'm in the eighth, ninth grade. Yeah. I'm like, wow, this Journey man's cool. Classic rock is awesome. And I have, you know, I have Escape. I have Frontiers. And I'm like, oh, this is great. And then this comes out and it's got one of my favorite songs from another one of my favorite favorite bands i was like Dude. what is happening so play a little bit of her version of open arms it's acapella at the beginning so maybe try to get to the first course i didn't put the okay. time signature down Let's i would see. guess around that's good that's perfect yeah. nailed that Great chord there. Dude, oh yeah. The flat 7-7 seven, seven is one of my favorite all-time chords. Oh yeah, I like the BGBs. Oh, that's great. Oh, yeah. That's great. Yes. Listen, I have a confession to make. Pull somebody close and slow dance <laughs> once this thing all passes. I have a confession to make. Bing. Uh, that, oh, there there's go. a drop from uh, from episode one from yeah season season one. JP used to make a weekly confession, uh, but he that confessed lasted everything like three episodes. Yeah. and I was done. Um, but uh, yeah, I have a confession to make. Uh, I have never owned any Mariah Carey. Oh my goodness, I have. I think almost so, everything. That was a surprise to me. Yeah, I did not know that that existed, oh, and man. that made me feel really good. Yeah, like I've just always been a, Mar- a Mariah Carey appreciator you okay. know what i'm saying but you hear the, the hits on the radio but the, don't know in the peak of my interest in mariah carey i didn't have money to buy music so like <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah. so I, I just never did and then and i just stole the cassette that's yeah, right i just kept it, it never can i borrow that forever can i borrow that for yeah so i never like went back to mckay's or anything and got uh-huh. it in the you know by that time my my interest in her had waned other than nostalgic reasons and i already knew all the songs in my brain anyway so you know whatever and then after that would be always be my baby. Now That's there's right. a couple of stuff that if you're listening on a cassette, then you got to flip the tr- the, tr- the cassette. That's over. right. This, so this is the start of side two. The, well, that end that'll be towards uh, the end of side one. Always be my baby. So and then okay. you're gonna jump when you flip the track. Um, there's some stuff on the back half that nobody will know. Uh-huh. There's a bunch of non-hits. I do want to reference one though called Long Ago um, because it samples more bounce to the ounce by Zap, oh, which we talked about yeah. on our Tupac episode. That's right. So play a little of that. Um, you can jump anywhere in the middle. It's okay. all pretty much just a track, but right, it's yeah. cool. Some more G Funk. Here we go. Nineties R and B, so good. Everything was minor key, and everything went to the like dominant five. You know what I'm saying? Everything went to five seven chords. You can instantly tell nineties R and B because of this uh, that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? All over the place. Now, as we talk on, I will tell you about this album. Okay. Um, there is one thing that I don't like. This also has my least favorite Mariah moment. Oh, okay. Uh, which is, it's called Daydream Interlude. Okay. And it's track 11, which for me is a weird placement to put Daydream Interlude. interlude yeah. I feel like that was supposed to be the start of the album. 
And then they're like, wow. The, but in parentheses, it's like fantasy dub mix, fantasy sweet dub mix. Uh-huh. Um, and then I think they're like, man, fantasy is too good to not put number one uh-huh. on the album because whenever you do an, a, an album name interlude, yeah. I would automatically put that one in the first. And we don't have to listen to it, but it's not it's not good. So <laughs> like, it's the one thing that she's done in her career that I'm like, I will skip it every time. Oh, wow. Even on cassette, I would be like, <laughs> looking in, coming after that next. Wow. Okay. So, yeah. So, uh, other than that, it's perfection. But yeah. there's a tempo change, which anytime there's a tempo change in a club mix, it's weird for me. Mm. Like, because they go from, you know, c- club music down to this kind of weird salsa thing to like, and it, the tempo drags. It's just odd. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't get it. But other than yeah. that, great album. Thanks for letting me live in that album for a minute. Hope Absolutely. y'all enjoyed getting to hear some Mariah. No, I got some notes on it. Let's keep talking about it. Uh, it here's something interesting I didn't know. Uh, Daydream was nominated for six Grammys, uh, and it was expected, like, you know, critics are calling it album of the year. You know what I'm saying? So it's expected to clean house at the Grammys. Uh, but it won exactly zero of those wow. Grammys that it was nominated for. It was nominated for, let's, let's list them, record of the year. Uh, One Sweet Day was nominated for record record of the year. It lost a kiss from a rose. Uh, that, that's a tough yeah, beat, right? Uh, what are you going to do? Okay, so that's one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was nominated for album of the year, which it lost to Jagged Little Pill. By oh, my Morissette. goodness. Again, yeah. a tough beat. Yeah. What are you going to do? 95. Uh, 95, best, 96, bringing it. Best female pop vocal performance, Fantasy, was nominated. Lost to Annie Lennox for No More I Love You's. Which I didn't know won a Grammy. I love <laughs> that song. Like I love "No More I Love You." Um, best pop, but I feel like that's the one where they and there's a thing of like during the you know everybody's expecting it, it was like when a guy who was expected to go number one in the NFL Aaron Rodgers starts to drop down. This is the Aaron you know Rodgers yeah. moment, and so the cameras on him every time. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And so you're just the cameras on Mariah, and she's trying to smile every time. You know what I mean? But she's obviously getting disappointed. So you lose to any any Lennox. I, that upset some people. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Uh, best pop collaboration with vocals. One, one sweet day. Mariah you gotta and win. boys to men. You know what I'm saying? Who's, Mariah and boys to men. Who's going to powerhouse pop. beat that? You know who? You know who beat them? No. The Chieftains and Van Morrison. What? Their what version song? of "Have I Told You Lately." What? Yeah. Oh come on! Wow. I love Van Morrison, but come and the on. Chieftains. The <laughs> Who are the know, Chieftains? Should like, I know who that is? It's, it's, it was like they had a moment in the mid to late nineties. It was like uh, it was like Irish folk music. I, mean, I don't it was even know who that like is. Literally like Irish folk pop. Oh no! And they had a they, anyway. They had a brief moment there. Um, Somebody out at the Grammys has it against Mariah. Yeah, right. That, year. I, that was. I mean, it was seriously like. And then and then it was nominated for uh, best pop album, which it lost to Joni Mitchell. Turbulent Indigo, Joni Mitchell won Best Pop Album that year, and it was nominated for Best Female R&B Vocal Performance, which she lost to Anita Baker, which we already said. This is just, I don't know. Isn't that crazy? That's weird. I mean, so people were like, what the heck just happened? And and she talked a little bit about it, and she was like, you know, she's like... I everybody says this, but I didn't expect to win. You know what I mean. But after this, basically, I I think she said something like, you know, I'll never be disappointed again. Like I will I will never allow myself to. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like so. Wow. It was interesting. It was interesting. Um, but uh, did you see what uh, what it um, what it knocked off to get to number one? Did you see the song? No. Do uh, tell. Because you love me by Celine oh, Dion. Good. Yeah. It's good for Mariah. <laughs> So there's a victory. Good. That's a big win. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she did win two awards at the 1996 American Music Awards. Uh, she won favorite pop rock female artist and favorite soul slash R&B female artist. 
Um, and then she got various prestigious awards at the World Music Awards, best-selling female R&B artist, world's best-selling overall female recording artist, world's best-selling pop artist, world's best-selling overall recording artist. I mean, you know, uh, Fantasy <laughs> was named Song of the Year at the BMI Awards and Favorite Song at the Blockbuster Entertainment Awards, where she also won the award for Top Pop Female. Uh, she won many awards at the Billboard Music Awards, including Hot, One, Hot 100 Singles Artist of the Year, Hot 100 Airplay for Always Be My Baby, Hot uh, Adult Contemporary Artist of the Year, and Special Award for 16 Weeks at Number One for One Sweet Day. Um, after spending two weeks atop the Hot 100, the three singles from Daydream, uh, the other two being One Sweet Day and Fantasy, uh, along with Always Be My Baby, had given Mariah Carey a combined 26 weeks atop the chart, something never duplicated by another artist until Usher and the Black Eyed Peas in the mid to late 2000s. So in other words, for six months of that entire year, Mariah Carey was at number one. That's with awesome. one song or another. That's great. Like, just insane. Um, it's like, crud, I'm off the list by myself. Yeah. It's like... And knock myself off the list. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Now, oh, what what song am I going to go number one with today? Uh, you know what I mean? I heard <laughs> that knows? at that time that was her eleventh number one, which tied her, which is insane, with Madonna and Whitney. Yeah, and then she's and then she's she ran them, away with that. You know what I mean? But it, it, this, this is nineteen ninety five. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. this was her. Um, I, this is still what I'm saying is it's 2020, and Mariah Carey's still making hits. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like. This is not. It's twenty five years. It's ago. It's not at the end of her career that no, she got her eleventh. She's still kind of sweet, one. Mariah. Yeah, here. exactly. She's, this she's innocent that, Mariah. That's here. one of my thoughts about this song. Actually, is um, is that this is the last appearance, last last known. Uh, what is it they say when somebody's missing? Their, their last known uh, uh, last known location or something like that. Anyway, this is the last known evidence of girl next door, Mariah. Yeah, you know what I'm <laughs> saying. But after this. It was a little scandalous, a little scandalous, Mariah. Uh-huh. You know what I mean, and and you know, kind of morphing into a different era of her image. Uh-huh. You know, um, but this was the yes, this was the end of like, um, you know, like sweet, approachable Mariah. Uh-huh. After this, it was diva Mariah, youth, youth camp Mariah, <laughs> exactly. When she's yeah. on the tire swing. We talked a little bit about the the video with her at like summer camp and yes. like youth whatever out by the fire. Have you noticed in this era, she loves videos of people jumping in water with their clothes on. <laughs> so, like, this, the first video that was big for her was Dream Lover. Dream Lover, yeah. Which is, and it's her jumping in the water, swimming with her clothes on. Yeah. She's like, man, I love this concept of just swimming <laughs> with my clothes on. Let's have these other kids come jump in the water with right. their clothes on. I don't really feel like getting wet today. That's right. But you go ahead. It. I'm going to yeah. toy with the water. I'm going to swing over it. I'll get my toes wet. Yeah. But you kids go do the. Yeah, you kids. You kids. She directed this video, by the way. Awesome. And she directed several of her videos, including Fantasy, the roller coaster. Uh-huh. on the thing and I read some stuff where she was talking about how hard it was to get the shots of her on the roller coaster like she had really really had a vision for it we s- talked sort of about Aretha Franklin having a very specific vision you know what I mean and it seems like Mariah was kind of that way um, she she talked about this Daydream album being sort of her um, her, her her first album where she kind of took charge of her own direction um, I don't know if that was she, I don't know if it, she wasn't allowed to before or if she just had, she knew eventually this is what I want to be. And this was her first step toward that, mm-hmm. um, which I think is more of the, the. She's like, I've earned the right to do an album the way I want. Yeah. To she's like, I'm the hugest artist in the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm going to do this kind of yeah. how I want. So she went and enlisted Jermaine Dupree for production, who has, has been with her kind of since, uh, you know what I mean? On almost all her albums since. Um, and uh, we might as well talk. I, yeah, you want to meet the band? Yeah, let's meet the band. I can talk. I can talk to you about it. Okay. Hey, let's meet the band. It's time to meet the band. Hey, 
Hey mama, let's meet the band. Let's all meet the band. Hey! All right, we're going to meet the band that is responsible for Always Be My Baby. Um, and it's verified with the interliner notes. I made sure to go back and double check that. Um, Jermaine Dupree, who Rob touched on a minute ago, formed Crisscross. That was his first big yeah. thing. Um, totally crossed out. Great album. We'll maybe do a Crisscross episode someday. We may do Jump. We may do Warm It Up, Chris. We may do I Missed the too. I Missed the Bus. Yeah, my kids love I Missed the Bus. That's so good. And that is something I will never, it's ever, so ever relatable. do again. Even to little kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, also, Escape, Little Kim, yeah. DeBrat. Excuse me, excuse me. I think you mean X. Escape. I didn't put enough emphasis on yeah. the X. Yeah. Escape. Little Kim DeBrat. He produced Usher's My Way. He also produced Monica. The Boy Is Mine. Um, co-produced Confessions Two. Uh, Burn for Usher. Yeah. Uh, we belong together later for Mariah on Emancipation of Mimi, which we'll talk about later. Yeah. He was in a relationship with Janet Jackson. I did not know that. I don't think I knew that either. He's vegan and big into PETA or PETA, depending okay. on how you pronounce oh, it. Oh, like uh, pe- people for the ethical treatment of animals. Yep. yep. Okay. He came up with their slogan in this big era of them: "Fill the beats, lose the meats." <laughs> He's responsible for that slogan. So good job, Jermaine, for coming okay, up with Okay, okay. We'll give him props on that. All right. Uh, Listen, wait, I gotta I got it. You glossed over something. Go that, ahead, tell that one. Has become now my my favorite, tell your favorite Jermaine. Jermaine Dupree story. Tell it. And that is not only did he discover crisscross, okay? That's not where that story ends. There's more to that story. Then you to pick it up and run with it. He discovered crisscross at a mall in Atlanta on their looks. He saw. He said he saw him hanging that. out at the cookie company kiosk. Were they wearing their clothes like backwards? American, I feel like they were. They had to. Have I been. don't know for sure, but like, but he, but he said they were hanging out at the cookie place, and all these girls were giving him free cookies and stuff that worked there. And he said he had never seen two little kids so focused on looking and being cool and full of swag. And he signed them immediately. That's Literally amazing. Gave one of them's mom his business card, and they couldn't even rap. Like it had nothing to do with, with music. It was their. They look. weren't even the Mac Daddy or the Daddy Mac yet. Yeah, they were just hanging out. They were just yeah, and so they were. And they were so just he totally was like, crossed out. These kids are stars. I don't care if they can rap or not. I'll teach them to rap. So he taught them. Right. He signed them on the spot on their that look is alone awesome. and made the music come later. Wow, dude! He's the Miggy Miggy and Mac. That's awesome. Vision. That's vision. That, that is vision. <laughs> nice little Mariah tie-in. Uh, Manual Seal. Tied together with Jermaine Dupri on a lot of stuff. He's kind of yeah. the other guy. Let's right. just be honest. Yeah, the col- collaborators. You collaborators. Know? There you go. He's the uh, Bernie Toppin. That's exactly. okay. Yeah. And that's all right. Um, everything I mentioned above with Usher, Escape, et cetera. But something that he did that Jermaine did not do is he helped co-produce TLC's Crazy Sexy Cool, Ooh. Uh, which we're going to cover Waterfalls. Man, and I got to – you guys want to stick around for that. So uh-huh. I got something that, that we're going to add on that that will be good. So hang around for that. Special guest for that one. All right. Now, Mariah. We'll jump on to Mariah because that's pretty much it. Um, it's them and yeah. Mariah when it comes right. to meeting the band. Yeah. Um, solo album came out in 1990 with Vision of Love and Someday, which is probably my favorite Mariah track. Can yeah. we play a little of it? This yeah, is absolutely. my this is my favorite Mariah song. Okay. I think if you that's ask good, what's your I, number one. This I'm going to use this song as an example for something, so that's great. Okay, cool. Hey. Oh, man. Every time. Yeah. I love it. I'll hit a chorus.
that's oh, literally so good. That's her. Uh, that's her. Like baby, one more time. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like school setting. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're like that's the beginning. That's the beginning. Vision of love to me was too mature too soon. Uh huh. Okay. It's the Whitney it, early. Exactly. It's the Whitney. Yes, it's the Whitney first album cover. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and this is I want to dance with somebody. It's just on the same album. Yes. Yes. Great call. So it's this is girl next door approachable. You know, whatever. fun, dancey, cool. Yeah. yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, so who all plays on this album? This first album. This is going to rock. This is not the daydream. I can't wait. I have no idea. First album. Guitar. Here's the two guitar players. Nile Rogers. Okay. You're From welcome. Yeah. And David Williams, who you may not know, but I guarantee you, you know the guitar part. Okay. Play Billy Jean. Guitar I player. I knew you were going to say in that. Billy Jean. When I just heard the funkiness of what was just happening, oh I God. went, that's Michael Jackson. Like, there's, oh, I knew you were going to say either beat it or bad. Billy Jean. Oh, man. Not the bass part. No, Listen no, no. to the guitar part. Yeah. The chunkiness. It's oh, so good. Dude, inimitable. This is David Williams. There it is. That part's so funky, they gave it a solo. Like, it's happening through the whole song, but they're literally like, this is so this is so good, just play it by yourself. Here it is. That's literally Michael Jackson's real-time reactions to that guitar part. Dude. He's like, I don't need effects. No. Oh, forget man, that, man. So Just plug good. me straight into the That's board. Right. A little let bit me go. A little bit of reverb. So yeah. good, man. Anyway, David Williams. Um, so him and Nile Rodgers are the guitar players on this album. Okay. So well played. On bass, Marcus Miller. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good, good job. And this is album one. Yeah. Like, they, they knew what they had. Drums, Joey Franco, who's the drummer for Twisted Sister. Oh, wow. Exactly. Well, think about it. There's a lot of drum programming. Yeah. So the actual live drumming is probably minimal. Yeah. So, but wow. they, Joey Franco, Twisted Sister drummer. Okay. And on percussion, one of our podcast faves, Amar Hakim. Oh, Amar is, Hakim. Is, yeah. Legend. So that's album one. Wow. So it's like, welcome to the party. Dang. Then Emotions, which yeah. has her highest registered note ever hit, which we can talk about that later. I yeah. got a section on her register. I don't know if you yeah. did that. Yeah. Um, then Music Box in 93. Produced by a guy you might have heard of. His name's Kenneth Babyface Edmonds. Yeah, might have possibly so, heard of him. Um, Dream Lover, Hero, Without You on that. You want to play a little Dream Lover? Heck, yeah. we've been playing oh, yeah. enough Mariah. Let's let's just cover it. Let's run the gamut. Sure. It also has some really good shuba doop doops. Shuba doop doops. Let's hit this really ridiculously high note <laughs> I love here. This. Rob hit it, everybody. That snare hits everything, too. Big open field. Yeah. I, I think this is, this song was peak Girl Next Door Mariah, right? You had, it, it kind of came in a wave and then went, and Always Be My Baby is the end of it. This was the peak of it. So good. Anyway. All right. By the way, I mean, if you can't tell, we both had crushes on Mariah Carey. <laughs> All boys did. Everybody liked it Mariah was, Carey. Uh, probably half girls did, too. I, I don't know. 
But like, I mean, it was impossible not to. Okay, so then, you know, we haven't got to Daydream yet. We got a little something between 93 and 95 that y'all may have heard of. It's called Merry Christmas. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. With the uh, only the best-selling single of all time on there, All I I Want for Christmas is You. It's not even Christmas, but I feel like we should play it. Yeah. Because why not? Because somebody's listening to it somewhere right now. That's right. Even though it's in the middle of the summer. Don't gloss over what JP just said. The best-selling single of, of all, all time. Time. Number one. Yeesh. And we're not even talking about it. Like, yeah. she's got so much other stuff. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, she did that, too. Here it is. I mean, Christmas time is lit. When you hear this, it's it's on. I don't want a lot for Christmas. Me and Rob are drinking eggnog right now <laughs> in the heat of the summer <laughs> just to do it. <laughs> Bow to your queen, everyone. (laughs) Bow to the Christmas queen. We're not going to talk about that whack live performance of this. We're not going to talk about it. We're not going to talk about that you can find the isolated vocals on YouTube. We're not going to talk about that. (laughs) But do yourself a favor, go look it up. Everybody has bad days. One time we chose uh, Changing by John Mayer. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Everybody makes bad choices sometimes. Sometimes you have to perform the song at like 8 a.m. in the morning and it just doesn't, isn't happening for you in zero degree weather. That's 94. And then came Daydream, which we've covered in all of this glory. Oh my gosh. 97, Butterfly. So this, and it's funny that you talked about her turning point because she even said herself this was her magnum opus, uh, the turning point in her career. And so who does she enlist to help produce it? Sean Puff Daddy Combs. Yep. So he's who does this album. My All, Honey, um, and you can hear it. Um, and think about it. That's 22 years ago. Yeah. So we're still in the 90s. Yeah. And I forgot the 99 album Rainbow, which yeah. wasn't huge, but it did have an awesome version of Against All Odds, the Phil Collins cover. I don't oh, know if you've heard it. It's pretty cool. good. So check it out. You'll enjoy it. Um, so, yeah, only the best-selling artist of the millennium. Yeah. Um, 2001, she did mess up and make that awful glitter movie. But she salvaged the 2000s in 2005 with Emancipation of Mimi, which had We Belong Together on it, which we talked about. 2008 was E equals MC squared, where she had Touch My Body, which is huge. Um, 2009, Memoirs of an Imperfect Angel. Then she did Merry Christmas 2. Yep. Um, i got to say something real quick about Touch My Body. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> No, you know where I'm going with this. Go ahead. No, you don't. Um, <laughs> uh, but a lot of people don't know this. But if you've ever seen the video for Touch My Body, uh, it's where the computer repair guy comes to Mariah's house to like fix her Wi-Fi download <laughs> speeds. You know what I'm talking about? That's J.P. Mosier. <laughs> True story. That's J.P. Mosier in that video. If you've ever seen have you seen it? I've not seen it. It's no. you, bro. <laughs> it's you. The computer repair guy. It's Jack McBrayer. It's the guy oh, who yeah. plays yeah. Kenneth Parcell yeah. on 30 Rock. Yeah. I'm telling you, there's a spot where he's literally rocking like wristbands and stuff. Oh, my gosh, yes. He's literally you. It's me, Y'all go watch that. I'm going to go watch it later. Don't show it to your kids because it's, it's she's PG-13. a little scantily clad yeah. uh, in, in moments. But the guy, <laughs> the guy in the video, if you want to feel like you really know J.P., just go watch that video. I kind of feel like I want to know JP. I'm going to go watch it. I've Dude, never seen the video. So for being the Mariah fan, I am. Truly. It's it's you <laughs> all day, bro. Okay. I'll go check that out. Thanks for, for putting that out for me to see. We'll screenshot a photo of it and put it on there the Facebook go. group yes. of me beside myself. 
Um, then Merry Christmas to you. Uh, me, I am Mariah. 2018. Yeah, 2018, she made an album. It's like she started in 90. Yeah. In 2018, she made an album, yeah. which was her 15th studio album. It was called Caution. Um, so I read an article on their, like, name your three biggest influences. I don't know if you saw this. So she had to pick no. three. Okay. This is not where I would have gone with this. Two of them make sense. One of them, I'm like, what? Okay. Billie Holiday. Okay. Kind of makes sense. Sure. Okay. Stevie Wonder. Kind of sure. makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Stevie Ray Vaughan. What? Yes. I didn't get any more of that. And they're like, that was, she threw that in her list of influences. Stevie Ray Vaughan, SRV. Wow. I, and, and I'm thinking, where is that? Ever in yeah, her where music, where is it manifest? In where her is music? in her music? And I can't find it. So those of y'all diehard Mariah fans that are bigger Mariah fans than we are, yeah, you may not be Stevie Ray Vaughan fans. Yeah. So, but try to help us figure out because I can't hear much blues in her music. No, There's a few it's... little jazz tracks. There's one or two blues songs. Man. when I was listening through this, but for the most part, I don't hear guitar solos. Right. Um. So yeah, I thought that like... was a really nice tip of the cap. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's to, incredible. That's amazing, and that made me happy, and it made me like Mariah more. Right. She Her career is built for you specifically. It is. It's like, like yeah, I'm going to cover all your favorite songs with your favorite artist. Yeah. And you know what? Let's. I like Stevie Ray Vaughan, too. Stevie Ray I'm Ray like, Vaughan. Mariah, I love you. That's yeah. amazing. Her, like, so, her career, like everybody gets to eat the fruit of it, but it was built for you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It was grown for you. Exactly. She's like, I'm going to put on these overalls and wear this UT Vols t-shirt. And I'm like, what the <laughs> heck is going on here? What is happening? So anyway, uh, yeah, so that's the Meet the Band section, including Dang. Mariah. Yeah. Um, I got a few more things. We can talk about her vocal range. I don't know if you... Yeah, let's go ahead and talk about that. That's great. Um, so F-sharp 2 on Sweetheart yeah. is her lowest note, and okay. that's not one of her songs. It's actually a Jermaine Dupri song. Okay. So she sings her lowest note there, which is an F-sharp 2. F-sharp 2. That means that's the second... If you start at the bottom of a piano, you want to play it on your keyboard two. piano. I can't even play it. It's on my keyboard, oh, on your piano. keyboard I can't piano. Get down that low, but it's it's, it's the low. lowest, it, the second lowest F sharp on a piano. The highest note she sings is on emotions. She sings a G sharp seven. Yeah, which is like what? Um, yeah. And to put that in perspective, the high note on someday, which is ridiculous. Someday, Rob yeah. killed it. Yeah, mm-hmm. is a B six. Wow. So, so it's like a sixth above that. Yeah, it's yeah, that's crazy. It's that's, amazing. So that means a, a G sharp seven. That is the highest G sharp on a piano. On a piano. So yeah. So if you go play a G sharp or an A flat for you piano players, yeah, um, just go hit it. And Mariah hits that note. The highest one that you can hit on a piano. He, she hits that in emotions. Um, and to put that in even more perspective, most children when they're screaming that <laughs> annoying scream, top out about a D six. Um, and the highest children's screams typically registered, like on the regular, is a G seven, which is just a half step over. Jeez. So the so the most annoying children's screams typically range around a D six. She's literally, I mean, she's she has these whistle tones. You know what I'm saying? Five Why don't we octave, hit the little the little thing in the, at the end of emotion? Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm Here assuming that's where that note is, right? That, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's, she went there. That's high. I actually saw in a live performance, she actually went a flat third above that high note. Oh, yeah. So, like, wow. she went to the, uh, 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 and then she went, uh, uh, like, above that. Wow. It was insane. 
Yeah, it was nuts. She's, I mean, she's a, a whole other kind of thing. So that, they call that whistle tones. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She's she's credited with having at least at one point she was in the Guinness Book of World Records for having the the largest whistle tone uh, range. Just so cool. I, I mean, it's and something that you could notice, like in this in this song that we're talking about, which we've talked about everything. Uh, this has been a Mariah Carey appreciation episode yeah, more so than Always Be My Baby. But on the one we're talking about. She does her own lower register for the backing vocals yeah. on this. So, um, And it's the vocals are just packed full of Mariah. Yeah. It's like Mariah backing Mariah, lots of doo-doo-doos and stuff. And yeah, lots of doo-doo. Doo-doo Doo-doo everywhere. That's right. And then it does a half-step key change, but that's about it. That's yeah. about all the... I was going to say, the, uh, the the key change, let's listen to it. I, I've grown accustomed to it. It's a little uh, odd. But I do not think the key change in the song was handled well. Um, from a pr- production standpoint, it feels weird, and it almost makes her sound like she's wrong for a second, like she hits a bad <laughs> note, and then the key change happens. I just don't think there was enough, um, like, undergirding um, yeah. to, to make it feel Set like... to make it flow in there. Yeah, to, to make it feel like she, it was right, you know what I mean? Let's listen to that key change, though. And then I've got one more, one more musical note on this song uh, before we talk about some other notes. So we're going to go to the bridge. I've never been a fan of the the high piano in this. I wish I always wanted it to be a little lower. Felt a little empty. So here's your transition. I just don't. I don't. I just don't love the way that key change happens. I don't know. I feel like they're needed. Needed more something more in there to make it feel right or maybe a slightly different voicing or something to give it the it's pretty sudden i don't know yeah it's just it was a little strange anyway um but okay i want to while we're while we're back listening to this specific song uh listening with headphones i came across something that i had just never struck me before listening on even in the car or um whatever but uh and it kind of shook me on this okay kind of shook me on this at the top of the chorus, okay, okay. first chorus, uh, yeah, um, or every, chorus. and even the every chorus, um, and and in the even the beginning, the hook, like boom, uh, from that very beginning, the bass is playing a six. The ba- so we're in E. We're in, okay. We're in the key of E. Uh-huh. So the bass is playing a C sharp. C sharp, uh, and it's playing it like it's a minor chord. The piano is hitting an E, a major, plain as day. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it's hitting a low E. Right, so like to establish like the chord, the bass is playing a six. Listen to this: the bass is playing it minor the whole time. So uh, here it is. I'm gonna let it hear from the top. Okay. So the bass is gonna play this note, uh, just low. Mm. But the but the piano is playing a low. You heard it. Ah. Uh, and now they're dumb, dumb, dumb. But they it's lead there. to that. That's obvious. But, but that first hit, I never heard. But listen, when it goes back right here, it's gonna hit it again. Boom. Uh, I didn't hear it as much that time as it's I did there. at the beginning. It's there. There's more going on here, but it's literally every time they go back to the chorus, it it goes back. Now it's a one. Okay, that's clearly a one. But the but the chorus when they hit it, here we go. Again. Listen for the one or six. Yeah. You're wow. Right. Oh How about that? 
Man. Like, literally the bass and keys are fighting right there. Man. I'm going to hear that weird from now on. It's so strange. You just ruined now, the beginning of the now chorus Now what I hear is... Pfft. Yeah. It's so weird. Everything about the tonality and the trajectory of the song points to the one right there. Yeah. And I think that's probably what most people hear. I've never heard... I've listened to this song a thousand times, yeah. and I've never heard the six at Isn't the Isn't crazy? Yeah. It's wild. It's low, and it's a it's a, it's a, it's a synth tone bass without a lot of resonance, you know what I mean? So it doesn't really stand in the way. And even if you're listening on certain speakers, you probably won't even hear it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's a kind of a subtone. It's really noticeable the very first hit. It is, man. It's so out front. He was so confident in it. He's like, we're starting on the (laughs) six, right? (laughs) Right, We're on the six, right? Yeah. Come on, Marcus Miller. You're amazing. (laughs) (laughs) That could have been actually. uh, That that sounds like a synth bass that was, yeah. Yeah, that was was Jermaine or Manual Seal. But anyway, goodness gracious. Isn't that wild? That's crazy. Uh, let's see if we got any other notes here. I got some notes on a bunch of films that she was in that you'll never remember that okay. she was in. Okay. Glitter, whatever. Yeah. Precious. Oh, okay. Yeah, Tennessee. No, no. She was in Pop the... Star, Never Stop, Never Stopping. Really? Okay. <laughs> Lego Batman. What? The Star, and All I Want for Christmas is You. I mean, that makes sense. Sure. But, uh, she sings her own song. But, like, she's in tons of films, and I never think about her being an actress. Yeah. Like, she's like. I think most people don't really think yeah, Mariah Carey's an actress. Anyway. Um, and then I got one other thing. Is this song subtly stalkerish? You can't escape me. Mm. Is she the one that's like? Oh, don't you know you can't escape me? Is she the one that's like? Because I'm watching in the shower. <laughs> I'm, she's like swinging real high on the tire swing to look into <laughs> his cabin. Yes. I like, see everything. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, I don't know. I mean, if if every breath you take is stalkerish okay you know which i mean a lot of people say it is you know no i think it's a i um, think it's a key i do too I, th- I don't think it's a like i can't escape you you know it's no, a play no, on no. word it's, it's not yeah a, exactly it's not you, a jeffrey dahmer you thing. and i we're destined to be together yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. totally absolutely yeah uh man. i just never heard that line that way and i was thinking i was like hmm, i don't know <laughs> well anyway what a career right uh yeah. just just a couple more notes for me okay um I think you said she was the best-selling female singer of the 90s and even the millennium. Is that right? The millennium, okay. yeah. Uh, she has five Grammy wins, 34 nominations for Mariah Carey. Um, her song, We Belong Together, was the best-performing song of the entire first decade of the 2000s. Wow. It is number 14 on the Billboard All-Time 600. I heard it for the first time last night. What? Are and you I, serious? And I don't get it. I don't get it at all. You, you'd never heard it. I'd never heard it, and it did nothing for me. It was like... Does Chattanooga not have <laughs> top 40? I, I guess Goodness not. Gracious. I have no idea. I, yeah, I had literally... I thought, surely I've heard this, and I just don't recognize it uh-huh. by the title. I just don't... You know what I mean? No. Nah, I listened to the entire song. I, it was it was brand new to me. Oh, my goodness. And, and, I, it, and it just... It did not move me Holy at cow. all. It did not move my needle. Um, she is the first artist in history... To have her first five singles all go number one. Vision of Love, Love Takes Time, Someday, I Don't Want to Cry, Emotions, all went number one off of her first album. Um, first and second album. First and second, oh, excuse me, first and second, yes. Um, and one more note, this is a trivia night winner for you, okay? You okay. tuck this away, tuck this Put away this from the your trivia your night team. All right, take a listen, Valentine's 86, if you're listening. Hey, there okay. we go. Uh, when All I Want for Christmas is You spent its third week atop the latest Hot 100 that was dated. So it went, it, in other words, it goes number one just about every Christmas, mm-hmm. okay, at some point. Um, but we're talking so 94, 95. It's latest, no, this is, it's latest, the latest time that it was number one was January of 2020. 
Okay. okay. It went number one in January 4th, 2020. Okay. Uh, and she became the first artist to have a number one in four different decades. Holy cow. Having reached the Hot 100 Summit in the 90s, 2000s, 10s, and, and 20s, 20s, Mariah Carey passed eight artists that had topped the chart in three decades. You want to take a guess at any of them? Um, eight in three decades. Yeah eight, eight, yeah, eight artists that had had number one hits in three decades. You can just, it's, it's mostly the people you think it's going to be. It's no okay. It's Stevie Wonder, yeah. Michael Jackson, Elton John, Janet Jackson, Madonna, Christina, Britney, and Usher. Those last three would have taken me a minute because I don't think Usher three decades. But well, ninety, yeah, ninety. I mean, yes, I, t- I, it makes sense now. But like, I'm not sure I would have gotten there. They still feel new to me, right? Like Usher still feels new to me. I don't know why for some reason. <laughs> but Mariah Carey is the only artist to have a number one in four different decades. Man, that's awesome. Wild. I'm tapped. That's good, That's man. Can't, That's all my Mariah. I think we info. need to close on that. All right. Not, not worth mentioning the covers. So, <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, no, they're they're pointless. Okay. Sorry, David <laughs> Cook and Fifth Harmony. I was gonna say da- uh, yeah, David Cook on American well, the Idol thing did that one. Made the David Cook one so cool is that he did it and Mariah was a judge. Yeah. And she's like, That's really He good. did it in kind of a rock style. It's, is that diff- right? it's just different. I kinda looked Don't for it. Listen I to find it. it. It's been too much goodness of Mariah to okay. end with it. So. This in general, there's a rule like just don't try to cover Mariah Carey. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like there is a great there's a you know, there's some inner, YouTube is full of people trying and failing to cover Mariah. Right? Uh-huh. We've listened on the show <laughs> to the lady trying to sing uh, without Kelly. you. Yeah, um, and then there's another one where the, a guy, um, I, he's in a um, he, English is not his first language, uh-huh. and he but he's trying to cover in English. Uh, touch my body, and it's <laughs> it's it, and then they put the like the subtitles on the bottom, and it's tuts. Tuts my body, like B A R R E, and they just say they're putting in English what it sounds like he's saying uh-huh. in English. Man, it's so funny, dude. It's like she when she says, "Come on and give me what I deserve." It says, "Come on and give me water dessert." Like you know what I mean? It's just anyway, but it's you know it's but it's just and the, and it's a guy singing it in her range. Oh, it's just very awkward. And there's no Jack McBrayer, aka JP. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. go watch that right now, Dude, you guys. Thanks I can't for, wait. Let's all let's all just end this episode. Go watch the video for Touch My Body. <laughs> you can watch JP's masterful performance in it. He's a brilliant actor. I don't know why he hasn't gotten more gigs out of it. That's right. But uh yeah. We'll be back next week with a great song. Uh hit us up Facebook.com slash groups slash great song pod, or you can just search for the group. Great songs and the great we people We have a who doozy for you guys for Mother's Day. Oh, so yeah. So tell your moms to listen next week. Tune Absolutely. in with us. Seriously, next week we're going to talk to one of our all-time favorite artists. That is no hyperbole. That is legit. We've got an interview with one of We've our all-time We've set it up. Artists. I hope it actually comes to fruition. Now. Yeah. So here's <laughs> I hope the it's actually up. good. All right. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, hit us up on Twitter and Instagram, at Great Song Pod. And you can always find the archives. Maybe pick up a T-shirt if you want to support the show at greatsongpodcast.com. Uh, We'll be back again next week with an incredible artist interview. Can't wait. We're going to talk about uh, um, Mother's Day. It's not a Mother's Day episode. No, just your moms might like. Happens to be one of our favorite artists, and she's She's a a mom and makes a you know and makes a big deal of how much she loves her kids. First female interview. That's right, our first female uh, in person interview. So uh, we can't wait. We'll see you guys next week. Until then, I'm Rob Truck Ramp. I'm JP. (laughs) Go listen to some music.